Yes, sir. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Yeah, most certainly is. A very warm welcome to you. Time to talk athletics as we just continually, very fast to be fair, get closer to a world championship. You can get involved. The text machine is open. We did all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Commonwealth Games, two-time gold medalist, Olympic silver medalist, one of the greats of all time, John Stephenson, as always. Hello, Johnny Steezy, or whatever you want to be known as today. How you doing, my man? Jay Blaze. Yes, I'm back in the building, Jay man. It's another, it's another, it's another. You know, I used to have that written on my spikes. Jay, yeah. <laughs> I used to have Jay Blaze on my spikes uh, when I was running. The great people at ASICS, uh, when I was sponsored by ASICS, used to... Uh, What's used the, to, uh, that seems. To, yeah, have that on my... Little, but now, now the great people at Puma would do something even more spectacular. Absolutely. Now, just quickly on that, it, that's a self-given nickname, I assume. Like, is Jay Blaze something you came up with or did someone else give yeah, you that? Yeah, well, my, actually, my very good friend uh, gave, me that, gave me that nickname, Johnny Blaze, because it was... I don't know if you guys remember Red Man and Method Man, hip-hop artists. He used to call himself Johnny Blaze. That was his alter ego. And that's, yeah, that's how that, anyway, that's how that came up. Plenty to talk about, Cam. Well, we always on. seem to find a way to digress uh, uh, back into Jay Blaze. Hang on. I'm just saying, what, talk to me. Uh, Give now, some energy. I don't know if the great mate you referred to was Usain Bolt, but somebody suggested <laughs> to me earlier in the week that uh, he's back in training. Is there any truth in this? He needs to train. I mean, I mean, the funny thing is, six months ago, he asked me for a, uh, a gym program, but I've been watching his Instagram. I don't know if he's going so well. Uh, <laughs> look, when you, listen, when, you, when you're as good as the great man, you, yes. you can do whatever you want to yes. do, right? So I find it's really rich of me to sort of say to him to start training. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as a good brother of his, I, I like to encourage my brothers and say, come on, man, we can be better, better men and better humans and inspire tomorrow's leaders by staying in shape. But no, he, look, he's always... He, he, and he's such a talented dude. He, yeah. he's, he's always conscious. Like he loves playing his football. He likes to stay in just enough shape to be able to play a good, you know, good ninety minutes of soccer, and then, um, and then after that, he, he likes so to enjoy the. It, uh, it, it might it might be a, a football or soccer contract. It's alluded to the Saudi Arabian money. I reckon it's that. Em, I re- no, no. I reckon it's that Mbappe contract that sort of got his ears pricked up. <laughs> I he's think thinking, it might what be. the heck the is news, going on? The suggestion did coincide, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, the great man who listens, of course, each and every week to this particular show. So oh, I love red you. hot. Yes, um, he is. Hey, I want to start. I know you got a lot to get into. Sam Dale's going to join us in uh, around ten minutes' mm. time, but I want to ask. I, I want to ask you, right? I want you to explain how this all works for the the people at home who may not understand the Peter Bowles situation totally exonerated during the week I I just want to get a bit of a a digging (sighs) deep into what actually happens when you are an athlete not necessarily when you go what Peter Bowles had to go through but how drug testing and the regime has probably changed from early in your career compared to now what have you made of this whole thing what what have you made of it Tell me, have we got that button that goes cha-ching, 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 like a money dollar sign? I can find it for you, man. Yeah, I'll find it for you. you. While I'm talking, you can find some of that for me and just drop it in when you feel ready. Peter Ball should be going after Sport Integrity Australia, and and there it is, and absolutely cashing in what this kid had to go through. And I shouldn't really call him a kid. This young man had to go through over the last six months completely getting dragged through the mud by a mistake, which is such a – you've got to be so careful when you mention the word drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to an athlete, especially an athlete, um, which our sport has a history of – of a bit like the Tour de France, has a bit of a history when it comes with Ben Johnson, when it comes to drugs, and and people think automatically when you run fast that there has to be um, performance enhancing um, 
um, you know, supplements that are involved. Um, and, you know, and for Peter, you know, he was, he was, he was, there was talks he was going to be young Australian of the year. Um, plus all the sponsorship that comes along with it. Plus just the general well-being of a, of, of a young Australian, um, which he's trying to do the very best for his, his country and for his people and for himself, mainly for himself, trying to get the most and squeeze every drop out of his career. For them to make such a fundamental mistake mm. like this is abs- someone's going to have to pay for this. Someone's going to have to pay. And it sure ain't going to be Peter Ball. And, I, and I, I've been talking very – I know in this dropped with, with Peter Bromley, the CEO of Athletics Australia, he was very concerned and his hands were tied on what he could and couldn't do because obviously Sport Integrity Australia and Sport Australia, they, they sort of govern Athletics Australia. Absolutely. So he was, he was sort of stuck in the middle going, look, I walk, you know, Peter's looking at him. He's looking at Sport Australia and Sport Integrity Australia and he's trying to figure it out. And it was, it was a really horrible position for our sport. Now sport needs nothing but good publicity when you're fighting against, you know, for commercial partnerships with AFL, you know, NRL, um, soccer in Australia, NBL, that we need to make sure our sport stays pure, pure and clean. And when you have, when you have one of the, the faces or the face of the sport, Peter Boll, get, uh, f- uh, with rumours or with accusations that he took EPO, and he's a and, he, and that he's a drug cheat. It damages not only Peter but damages our sport. And I think that's where not only is 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 it hurt Peter, but it's hurt our sport as well. And Sport Integrity Australia have a lot to answer for. And like I said, I'm not pulling my punches with this. If Peter took drugs, yes, he should be, you know, held accountable, and he has to do the time for the crime. Is this going to be the same for Sport Integrity Australia? Mm. Will they be held to the same? level of responsibility that these athletes are held when they are found guilty of taking a prohibited substance. That's all I'm waiting to see. I, I, I will go on a couple of things. Firstly, about the sport. There, there was, and I think the a sport has actually, in the eyes of many, been able to hold on pretty well, considering he was the face of this country for a little bit. He That wonderful story in Tokyo in 2021, he became really you know, a household name almost overnight. And I don't mean that to diminish Peter Bowl, I mean for the neutral sports fans, as you mentioned, the ones who might traditionally be geared towards AFL or NRL or basketball or A-League or whatever it may well be. So in the eyes of the neutral fans, they all sat back and watched this wonderful story and learnt about that. And then, of course, last year, Com Games, you know, outstanding again. I was extre- When it happened, when the news broke late last year, I think it was around November, I was worried for this sport here in Australia the best thing about it is it hasn't – I don't know why, Johnny Steph. I don't know if it's because we're seeing so many great athletes right now or you know, radio shows like this expose the great athletes that are there that compete for Australia. But I think even having a conversation to those neutral athletics mini fans in the last couple of weeks, it hasn't hurt it as much as I thought because too often in, in, in world sport, Johnny Steph, we see something that turns out to be a mistake, but the mud sticks. I, I don't know why. I can't even explain why, but it feels like very luckily the mud in this situation hasn't stuck. And I actually think it's because he was so clearly, he was so clearly on the front foot, straight up protesting his innocence, which now we know to be 100% correct. We have seen athletes right around the world be caught up in something similar and protest their innocence to some degree. But he 100% went on the front foot, was very open about it. He spoke about it on as many opportunities to clear his name or to at least say there is no way in hell this is true. So to actually go to the situation where I was worried of mud sticking, it hasn't. Secondly, there is no doubt people should lose their job over this. No doubt. Absolutely 
none. And I don't mm. know of the the the, you know, the personal clients or the relationships of which he may have lost. I can't remember exactly what happened when it comes to come with those some of those brands. Now, if they haven't come back, then there is absolutely a massive league to stand on for Peter Bowl. Probably a little later on at the end of his career to go. You know what? We've got to try and have a look at this legally because it's unfair what has happened to me. Unfair. Now, just just I just want to go back and just explain. There would be people who don't know how much is actually on athletes. So if you if you if you're training in Switzerland and you duck over to the USA for a competition, you have to let WADA know your change of address. Is, is that that's the, to the nth degree how much WADA and ASADA and everyone knows where you are at any given time if they want to test you. Is that correct? Yeah, this is correct. So, look, in very simple, simple terms, um, there is governing bodies around feature or national bodies. Ours is called ASADA in Australia, and then WADA is the governing body of ASADA. And essentially every athlete is responsible for giving an hour a, a, a day, um, every day, of where they will be yep. in order to be tested. This doesn't mean they cannot be tested randomly by mm-hmm. World Athletics or be tested randomly by um, ASADA or WADA or if they're in America by USADA, which is United States Anti-Doping Association. So it, there's a lot of onus on the athletes to make sure that they're, that they're up to date with their whereabouts um, and making and, and it puts a lot of stress. It's funny, you know, when you're saying tired, retired, Usain Bolt, we were talking yep. and I said the same thing to him. Um, the, 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 the best moment is taking your name off the whereabouts list because no more do you have that panic or anxiety of that you'll miss your test and essentially you can be found, um, you know, well, guilty because you have you only get three missed tests over a three-month, well, over a three-month period. So just, just just for one second. So if you if you put down your address and for whatever reason you're not there at a particular time or you forget to do it, if you if that happens three times in three months, that's well, an automatic sorry, strike? It's not, it's not three months. It's three, it's three times within... I think it's a. I don't. I'm not too familiar because it's the last time I this was 2014 and I was sort of filling out these forms. But yep. my understanding back then, I think it was a year or it was it was three missed tests within a year or two years. So call up if 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 anybody is listening to this and can uh, can actually uh, define what yep. that actually is now. But but essentially, yeah, you have a period of time where you can only have three missed tests, um, which they give you a little bit of leeway because obviously sometimes sh- you know stuff happens and. You know, you, you in fact, for me, one day I, I missed the test by half an hour because I had to catch a plane for a sponsor at the very last minute. Um, so it becomes, you know, once you're on two tests and you still got another year to go to like to like give you back that missed test, it becomes quite scary, man, because, you know, it's very easy to forget. It's very easy for a flight to change. It's very easy to get, to get caught in the airport and sort of miss where you thought you are going to be. But now they've got applications now which like, you can change immediately. When I was doing it back when I was running in the prehistoric days, I had to actually <laughs> fill it out on a piece of paper and fax it in or or scan it in and give it to Faxity. Athletes Australia, man. Now, <laughs> so, know, you know what I mean? So I, it's very different now. Look, Johnny, I, I know you on a very uh, mateship level and work together. I'm not 100% certain of your behind-the-scenes organisational levels. Uh, like, Because an athlete I has to... I was hopeless. To, yeah, well, this, is, this is kind of what I was thinking, but I didn't want to just throw it out there across the 4 million listeners. Uh, like... Oh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought I'm not, a, I'm not an administrator. I'm a runner. I'm not, I'm not an admin. This is my so, point, so, right? This is so my why point. am I out here, you know, filling out all these forms? Yeah. And the great people out there, Australia, um, Nathan Sims, who still works in high performance, I used, and Carol Grant, she used to work. I used to do their heads, and I really felt so because they did all the filling out for me, and they were, and 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 made sure that I was able to, uh, you know, not 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 find myself in that predicament of missing tests. But I'm telling you, I I had a couple of missed tests. 
um, throughout my career and, and I had one left and um, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough, man. It, it's a really, cause look, if I get found to miss three tests mm-hmm. and it's literally because of lack of administration or yes. it's literally because of my punctuality is a bit off, um, that, that it'll come in the paper. John Stephenson misses three tests. He's avoiding to be tested. He must be hiding something. And then it's done. It's over. You know, like you said, mud sticks. It does. And then you've got you to kind of fight, fight your way through that and explain yourself and try and get through that. So every athlete understands this. Every athlete knows. And going back to Peter Boll, that's this is what makes this, you're quite right, quite unique because he did, you know, the Ford management group and James Templeton, his manager, and Justin Rinaldi, his coach, and obviously Peter, did a fantastic job in being on the front foot, being transparent, being open. And I think the truth always prevails, right? And they Absolutely. knew from the start well, that, that, well, it doesn't always. No, but it doesn't. I think, when you're, tr- I think you can live with yourself when you know you're telling the truth, and I think that's, I think that's what radiated from Peter. And I think that's why the mud didn't stick because it radiated from him that he was telling us the truth, right? We felt it. It just didn't make sense. Mm. The timing of the, the timing of when they said he took the drug didn't make sense because if you understand, you know, what EPO does and you understand what the drug does, you wouldn't take it in your off season. It doesn't make any sense unless you're trying to break world records while you're training in winter and no one's watching you. It does not make any sense. So it just, it just seemed a little bit funny and. And um, I, I'm, look, I, it's definitely a watch this space. It kind of sucks that, you know, we're coming into world championships and, you know, we're talking about this with Peter when we could be talking about, you know, the athletes and sort of their good performances and we should, you know, and what's sad too, hang on, what's sad here, honestly, uh, Cam, is he's, I, I, I have a relationship with Peter and a very close and good relationship with Peter and we talked quite a lot through that time and he missed, he missed, months where just to keep his mental health and he's not I'm not saying that he had a problem he he's pretty strong and he knew the truth that this was time and maybe maybe it's his saving grace for worlds but that was I can't help but think that was time that he lost that could have made could have been an extra two months or three months or six months that he could have put into really making sure he was bulletproof come world championships. We, we, and, that, and that's what kind of annoys me. And, yeah. and an athlete no. doesn't have many world championships, Cam. No, they, no. Only have, they, only have, they only have so many in your career. that you, and, you, and what when the iron's hot, you've got to strike, man. This, this is, there's two points. Sam Dale's going to join us in about two minutes' time. But there, there's, there's two points around that. Firstly, I was about to say there is a mini positive around this, the fact that it hasn't railroaded a major championship. But I guess that's going to be a hindsight thing if he if he if he goes to the worlds and doesn't perform to a level of which we have grown accustomed to in the last couple of years then there is probably a inkling that this has taken a great deal out of his preparation which i've no doubt it has so that was one positive and a sec is a negative is for all athletes like this has to hurt the confidence of athletes right around the world not just australian athletes but in particular australian athletes because peter bowles an australian athlete the confidence in this Every time you get drug tested, this isn't going to happen. It just has to chip away the confidence. It can happen to the best in the world. One of the best in the world, it can happen. And I think that is, that sucks. That sucks. I'm not saying we'll play in the mind and keep people awake at night every single night, but there is no doubt it'll go through some athletes' minds at different points. Well, I think the only positive, Cam, is that I reckon there will be a complete review internally when it comes to no Sport doubt. Integrity Australia. I think they'll look at their protocols and processes and go, well, we really messed this one. I hope that I really hope they're doing that. And like you said, I, I think, you know, I, I think Peter's a warrior and I, I'm sure he'll be fine come World Championships. But, um, but, but again, I can tell you this, every time I screwed a cap on my drug testing bottle, I wondered 
where that package went, how that package went, and and you just prayed that you never got a letter in the mail saying that there was some adverse findings. It, it, it's, a, it's a really scary time for mm-hmm. an athlete every time you get drug tested, Cam. And, it, and it's great that we get to talk about this because I don't think many people understand that part of the sport. And uh, I think Agreed. that's the only positive, that, only positive that's come out of this is the, is the, that is the behind-the-scenes pressure, which athletics is tested more than any – I believe more than any sport in the world, athletics is tested. So um, it's, it's kudos to our athletes. It's kudos to all the track and field athletes around the world and sort of what they go through to become an elite athlete. Beautifully said. Quick break for Chemist Warehouse right around the nation. It's the House of Athletics. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Most certainly is. John Steezy, Jay Steezy, Jay Breeze. He's got 15 different nicknames. He uses them all. Over the course of a 40-minute show, Cam Luke here for all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. And it's no surprise to anyone listening right now that when we have anyone on this particular show, they're superstars. And this is no different, Johnny Steph, because this particular young woman is continually, continually standing up in the long jump and getting the job done. I speak of Samantha Dale, who joins us now. Hello, how you doing? Hey. Good. Thank you for having me. Hey, how's, how's it all going? You're so young in your career. You're, of course, you're in Europe. You've been performing particularly well. How are you finding it? Do you, do you learn new things almost every single season that continually make you better? Yeah, it's definitely, especially coming over to Europe, it's definitely always a learning experience because it's something new. Um, there's always different challenges over here, which you don't have back in Australia. Um so yeah, both seasons I've been in Europe now, there's definitely a lot of learning experiences. Is there any particular challenge that, that stands out? Is there one that you, you think about or after the first season you thought and had to work on? Is there is there a particular challenge to you that you have to deal with? Um, I think the main one's not having the support crew have like you do back in Australia. So just like physios, medical, all that stuff that you don't, uh, unfortunately unable to bring over here with you um, so it's just organizing any medical you need physio or a doctor or anything that's definitely one of the major challenges you can find over here um, and not yeah not having anyone that you know back home supporting you over here as well you talk about uh, support crew and your coach Andrew Murphy I remember my very first team in 2003 uh, he he did he helped me out quite a bit getting used to the the ropes of being in Europe. It must be a big help um, having a guy with such experience, international experience, or obviously having Rowan Browning and and having other training partners in your group uh, whilst you're away. Yeah, I've been very lucky to have um, Murph travel over here with us and always pretty much be at most of our comps. It's definitely he loves a Europe, luxury eh? for us. Hey Samantha, he <laughs> yeah. loves it. Eh? He does. <laughs> If he could live here, I think he would. Um, there's not much pulling him home, except um, obviously his family at home. But no, if he could live over here, he definitely would be. Um, yeah. But yeah, also having Rowan and that just experience in our group now is massive and it's heaps of help. Um, Murph also steps in as physio at times. So that's always helpful. Mm. Um, and we're yeah very lucky to have Murph as a coach over here. Yeah. He's great like that. You know, you talk about world championships last year, your first world champs. Um, do, you, do you feel like 
the first one's always the hard one, right? Because you don't know what to expect. You don't know, you don't know, like, you know, the village and everything. And then, you know, come Budapest now, which, which is really cool that we're able to have back-to-back world championships. Do you feel like your goals have changed from last year and, and leading into Budapest now? Like, it's sort of like, you know what, like, if I don't get X, then this has been a bit of a failure for me. Or you're still going, you know, I need to learn. Uh, I'm looking more towards Paris. I'm quite young. And, uh, and, and my goal is sort of in a few years' time. Um, it's definitely a completely different experience and my mind is definitely different at the moment, that mindset, because yeah, last year was very unexpected um, for me to get into world champs and it was a lot of learning um, being against up or up against the best long jumpers in the world. It was a massive jump. So this year I've definitely come in with a different mindset and there is bigger goals, I think, um, as much as it will be definitely a learning experience again I do want to improve on the world stage um, especially leading into Paris so going into this world champs it's definitely a different outlook on it compared to last year where I was still young but it was just a very unexpected experience um, as much as yeah it was exciting <laughs> that's for sure. Do you, do, do you have a distance or do you have a goal or a placing or what 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 is sort of the target that you put in yourself or I always find that quite interesting as certain athletes go, no, I need to run, say, 10 flat. And that, if I don't do that, I'm upset. I don't care if I come last, but I run 10 flat, I've had a great championships. Or someone says, I need to make the final. I don't care if I make the final in 10-5, but I, as long as I make the final. So where, 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 where do you go with your goal setting come World Championships? Um, the goal is definitely making a final this year because I know I can definitely capable, capable of making a final. Um, but I think the process of my jumps is more one of my goals this year. Um, We've been working a lot with just my technique, running technique mainly. And if I get that right, I know that the final will come and then the distance will come. So I think my main goal is just focusing on my run up and focusing on getting the process right. And then hopefully the goal, um, the distance will come with that. But obviously the main goal is the Paris Olympics and that qualifying distance that would be nice um but yeah I just know I need to get that process right which we've been working on in training a lot just going back to last year Sam like you mentioned it obviously all the way to a world championship and and a major championships which is incredible but did you have any inkling that that year was coming because the the improvement in 2022 starting with that Australian summer just went through the absolute roof did you have any idea going into the calendar year or into the Aussie summer that that type of performance in such a short period of time was was within you or was it like actually a surprise once you got going and realized how well you were going um I knew I was doing really well in training so it was as much as it definitely was a massive surprise I wasn't expecting to jump a 40 centimeter pb um I was more focusing on being um, consistent with the 630s, 640s. So, yeah, it was actually a really big surprise and I had no nothing on my mind about World Champs or Commonwealth Games. It was at the back of my mind. Um, as much Murph mess, like would mention it here and there, but for me it was just kind of like a, oh, we'll just get through the Australian season, see how I go. Um, but, yeah, he always would say, oh, I reckon we could go to Com Games. And I was like, Murph, don't be silly. Like... <laughs> So it was, for me, a big surprise. I don't think so much for Murph because he knew he, I had it in me. Um, so, yeah, it was 
definitely shown in training that I could do big jumps. And then when I came out and did the 670, it was a big surprise for me to do. It, just just going back to what you were talking about a moment ago about the process and, and uh, the run-up and all the rest of it, just for the people at home who absolutely would have very little idea how it all goes, like, do, are, you, are you changing the length of your, your run-up? Are you changing your stride padding? Are you changing the process? Just explain, is there, do you change things at different times based on conditions or how you're feeling? How does it all work when it comes to tinkering with the run-up as, as you spoke about? Yeah, it's very, it does sound like just a run and jump, um, but unfortunately, no, it's not that easy. So depending on weather conditions and everything, yeah, we normally move. I know on the weekend when I competed, I moved my run up, I think two shoes back. So it's like maybe 20 centimetres back just because the wind was going headwind, tailwinds. Um, so yeah, we're lucky enough to have a biomechanist over here helping with that. And last year I did move my run up back, I think from like the low thirties to now almost 10 meters more, just because of where I'm hitting my top speed. Um, Cause obviously we want to be hitting top speed at the board. So yeah, that's a big part of it. So yeah, it's very technical mm. in that aspect. And it's yeah something you don't really think about until you're doing it and it's starting to frustrate you because it's not going well or something. Um, so yeah, it's always moving the run up and just technically, if you run up, if you do an extra step or something, it's always going to throw them the run up out. So yeah, it's very, you've got to be very consistent on the board. So it's a technical event, even though it is just a run and jump. Samantha, let's take a little, let's change tact here. I noticed uh, in your bio, you played a number of sports when you were younger. I always find this fascinating because I only started running when I was 20, 21. Um, never ran before, and I played boxing, golf, tennis, the whole thing. And I found that there's a lot of benefit of playing other sports, and you, you can take a lot of it into your track and field. Have you found that's been the sort of same path from you being able to play all those sports, and has it helped you sort of go in your career now, now becoming a professional long jumper um, for Australia? Yeah, I think there's definitely aspects um, of every sport I've played from a young age, I did start athletics at, I think, 10 years old. But again, I was in that average, I wasn't a standout because I did play netball, I was playing touch football, I was tag, all those other sports. Um, but I definitely think there's always little things that I've taken out of the sports, um, as much as they are team sports. So it is still very different as an individual Would you recommend athlete. that, Samantha? Would but you, would you, you when you look back, would, would, you, would you recommend that? Would you say, you know, if, you're, if you would give some advice to some young kids, would you say, you know, don't don't commit to one sport when you're young, play all sorts of sports and you, the sport will find you? Is that is that your sort of philosophy? I know that's, it's mine, but it's interesting to hear your point perspective on it. Yeah, I definitely think every athlete's different. Um, but I do personally would say to our younger athletes do as many sports as you can because you've got so much time to then choose a sport like I didn't choose athletics until I was really out of school um, because again it's a very individual sport so you don't get that team aspect of it either and it's just nice to have that other experience behind you and have experience playing other sport um, so I would definitely always recommend to kids not to nail down on one sport in particular and do just trial all team sports because yeah you learn from every sport 
as much as they can have very different things that you do in the sport and they're obviously team sports you learn you can take parts of them everywhere um, and it will make you probably a better athlete in the future and you definitely then know what sport you want to do because you know you've trialed every other sport well, this works well, Johnny. I don't know if you're aware of this, Sam, but here at SCN, we just bought a, uh, a Super Netball license, actually. We took over the eighth license. So after oh, you've got a medal yeah. of Paris and uh, you've been mm. able to get the job done, if you want to come back to netball, just give us a buzz and we'll slide you but back also, in. Also, uh, you were very go good. Cam, she can go to touch football if she yeah. has, or basketball. Yep. Netball, yeah. yes. She can do a little bit of swimming. Yes. She's done all these sports, Cameron. Unlike, yeah. unlike you, you only had, you only had running and boxing. <laughs> We've got an actual multi-sport athlete on the show, finally. Um, I told her we only get the best here, Cameron. We, we only get the we, best we on the show. absolutely do. And I'm not sure if you've heard this show at all, Sam, but every single person we've had on has then gone on to do something amazing at Diamond League or something a week or two after. So yeah. uh, no pressure, but we have no doubt we yeah. only get people on who we know are going to be able to stand up and deliver, and you are <laughs> certainly in that uh, in that realm. Uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us and having a chat thank to us. You. And uh, yes. no, no doubt we'll catch best. up again. Uh, probably thank not you before so much for having me. Paris. We'll chat before Paris. Deal? Yeah, sounds good. Beautifully done. A very yes. quick break. All thanks Perfect. to Kemmer's Warehouse. Plenty more in the House of Athletics next. Very good. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow, today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Most certainly is, all <laughs> thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We're talking in the ad break. Yeah, I need wanna... some INC Protein. You, you, I need some you do. protein, you do. Just, just a little, We're talking in the ad break. Uh, Johnny Steph drops me a text. We're in different in different, uh, in different states. He's in Sydney and SEN and I'm here in Melbourne. <laughs> And he asked me, how much do you think I could long jump? Now, I don't want to answer the question on air until you go first. Because if you want to catch the Sam Dale podcast, it'll be up via all our SEN social shortly. What could you right now, two-part question, right now, what could you long jump? And did you ever, you're an explosive athlete, did you ever do some type of, you know, Seven meters thirty, Cam. It's on the record books, Johnny Steph. So you've done a a start of my my athletic career, long jumping. Did you really? Seven seven meters thirty, legal. I think it was, mate. Big fellows out there, short, short run up. How long did it last? Don't you know that white man can't jump? White man can't jump. Remember, <laughs> Wesley Snipes was hot back then. I was out there, man. So hang on, how long did your long jump career last? Six weeks. Six weeks. Well, Six what weeks happened? And I, I hurt my quad. Okay. And I was like, man, this, yeah, this, uh, this, anyway, this, this is for a whole nother show, Cam. No, look, this is a good I, I, I'm, I'm just, no, 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 because it, it gets a bit deep on why I went to athletics. Okay. I met a girl. I was okay. chasing the girl. All right. Well, you know what? Remind me about this next week. What have oh, you seen you this week that's taken your fancy? Talk, oh, talk to me. You know, it was actually quite refreshing, to be honest, because everyone's sort of getting ready for world championships mm-hmm. now, and there's only a few national championships and, and regional championships and South American championships on, open on, on the time. weekend, which is, yeah, which is cool. And, and, and I, we actually had a time, we had time to exhale, Cam, and, and, and actually start to look towards uh, world championships. But there's two outstanding performances. One was by Isam Asingo running 9.89, breaking the South American Athletics Championship record, which is just, you know, the under-20 world record, which is just, again, man, like these times and what these kids are running. And, again, it really heats up uh, the 100 metres. You know, you, you called at the beginning very weeks and months yep. ago that the 100 metres is going to be is going to be definitely the race to watch come world championships. And uh, another performance which... It saddens me every time I see this athlete do really well because he 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 he's an Australian. He his his father was French. 
and he ended up taking, uh, becoming, you know, decided to run for, for France. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and this is Sasha Zoya. And, he, you know, he was trained in Perth. He grew up in yeah. Perth. And, um, and, and that, that, this one always, he is, he is just an animal. He's such a beautiful runner to watch. He's such an entertainer. Like our sport would be thriving having this young mm-hmm. guy um, competing for us. Um, his look, he's just everything that he does just turns to gold. And he ran thirteen point zero one in 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 the hundred and ten meter hurdles, winning the French national championship. And let me tell you, that's not an easy national championships to win. He's he's trained by the great Largy Dulcare, who is a good mate of mine as well, um, out there in Paris. And uh, it was awesome to see him run. But yeah, it just hurts me every time I watch him win. I'm happy for him. I'm pumped for him, but I just I get sad because I go. I really wish he was in the green and gold because he's definitely an athlete for the future that I think can definitely win the Olympic Games. You know, could, could we just, have done? And by I say we, I mean athletics Australia. Was there anything that could have been done differently? I, it was it was a major thing at the time, obviously, and I I'm sure the answer is no. But there there is a lot of frustration when the the hype and the potential that this kid yeah. showed when he was making the decision is now bearing fruit as we head towards major championships, including Paris in yeah. 12 months' time. I think the damage was done by the time they could actually have those conversations. Now, our chairman at the time, Mark Bib, did not want to lose him. He was mm-hmm. just going, no, 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 no. Do whatever we can do um, to make sure he stays. But I think the damage was done, you know, the five to six to eight years um, leading up to it because Sasha was a different cat. He was going on championship teams and just – and he reminded me a lot of myself. And I never fit I never fit in into teams. And, and I, I was – I was really extroverted. I loved watching boxing. I loved the trash talk in the game. I loved all those sort of things and the swagger and everything. And that just wasn't the part of the culture of Athletes Australia or the Australian team. And I think Sasha never felt like he fit in. And every time, I think there were some instance, instances where he was ostracized. And I know he's expressed that um, to myself and he just didn't feel comfortable. And I think he wanted to go to a place where he felt comfortable. And, and, and France and training with Laji and being in the French national team is where when he went over to the train to sort of experience it, he felt most comfortable. And that was inevitably was his end decision was where did he feel most comfortable? But it wasn't through lack of trying from mm. Athletes Australia. Um, but I just think it was, it was the damage was done years before the conversation started with trying to keep, trying to keep Sasha. Do you think if he was 10 years younger and, and, and now was the time that he was, he was, you know, where he was then, do you think it'd be a different conversation? Do you believe that, you know, we are a little more flamboyant, I guess, probably the yeah. wrong word, but a, a little more of that, that attitude and swagger, yeah. which the best athletes in the world, yourself included, no, have. It fit a little no, bit more in now? But I think on the guys, Andrew Fakeney and, and, and his high-performance team, I think they start, they get it now. Yep. I, I think the world's become a lot smaller with Instagram and they're sort of seeing other athletes, how they're carrying on. And um, and I think Peter Bromley and the team, I think that they they sort of learnt now that, 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 that these younger athletes now are uh, just cut a little bit different and, and they don't all have to be from the, the cookie-cutter mould of, 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 say, your Ian Thorpe style or, mm. or Grant Hackett style sort of athletes. They can be a bit a bit more of a showman or showwoman. So um, Andrew, I know Andrew, he, he doesn't, he just cares about you performing well um, and uh, and, and he, he likes to provide. And I think the team now is very different. They sort of understand it, this generation. And um, definitely, I think, you know, Sasha could fit into the Australian team now with ease. And I think it could be a lot comfortable uh, now for him. But I, I do understand um, sort of sort of what led to him getting to, to feeling more comfortable in front. Is there, is there a huge chance? Huge, he, like he could medal at this world championship. He could medal. No, definitely. And I don't no, no, think, and, 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 I actually don't think people realize, like people will see him do this. And, and, and casual athletics fans yeah. have been like, geez, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's got a bit yeah, but, of something Cam, about him. He could be. Cam, a, it's hold, frustrating. No, hold on. Bro, brother, hold on uh, a second. Yes. Don't forget, this man can pole vault, bro. Yeah. 
Well, like, he, he, like, like he, the, the kid is just like a phenomenal he's talent. A freak. So that's what I say. I get, I get mm. really happy for him when I see him perform, and I get great sadness because I want him in green and gold. Yeah, he definitely can medal come world championships. And what he has, Sash, every time he steps to the line, he only wants to win. He mm-hmm. believes he can win. He's a fierce, 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 fierce competitor. And what that does for the Australian team, his energy would have been great for the other athletes in our team because he sort of breaks down those barriers of we're not good enough to be there because he walks with the swagger, he talks with the swagger, and he performs with the swagger, and he's getting these Ws and these wins. So, um, look, it's a bit of a loss for us. Um, I think in our hearts, the athletics purists and fans still cheer for him, want him to do well. Um, even though he's competing in the French uniform, um, he's still Australian at heart, and I know in his heart he would love to run for Australia. This is, he grew up in Perth. He, he, all his friends are still in Perth. You know, he, he, he loves Australia, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm... I'm sure, you know, that we might have a little chance maybe he would uh, come back and compete for us and win a bag of medals. Now, we are, we're going to end the show a little bit differently, Johnny Steezy or Jay Steezy or Jay Breeze or whatever you call yourself today. So we're going to say goodbye to you now. And now, there's two quick ones I have to ask. When you go to Budapest, you're still doing this show, right? I have, of course. Okay. Well, why would I miss it? No, I'm just, no I'm drama. Just and two, when, when are you getting to Melbourne so we can have this uh, this race off? I'm, I'm in, I mean, I've been practicing my 400 meter. Sprints. What? <laughs> Can't you? <laughs> Love it. Hey, man, you got any last words before we let you go? Uh, no. Anyway, I'm looking forward to next week's show because we can really build up towards Budapest. Yes. Uh, I'm making sure that, you know, if you're not here, you're not there. So make sure you tune in and listen in. And I uh, look forward to catching up with you next weekend. Love it. Jay Steezy out. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We'll wrap it up on the other side of this. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. And they've come back, as I understand it, and said that, uh, no, based on the scientific experts that they have uh, put in place to test them, that that, that it was a false positive. He should never have been found to have been... Uh, positive in the first place. Well, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. It is the House of Athletics. Before we get out of here, there's as passionate Australian Olympian legend, Hall of Famer when it comes to sport in this country, Andrew Gay, speaking, of course, about the Peter Bowl situation. Now, a couple of people did text in 043398-1116, just asking. We, we did allude to the comments and the statement from the Athletics Australia CEO, Peter Bromley. But I uh, didn't read it out. But what I will do is actually read it out to have a little idea of how it all sounds because it is quite lengthy, but it is also something Athletics Australia has spoken very well. So here we go, and I quote Peter Bromley, the CEO of Athletics Australia. Above all, Athletics Australia would like to express its full support for Peter and also its dismay that an innocent athlete has had his integrity put into question. Athletics Australia remains focused on Peter's well-being and the well-being of Australia's other elite track and field athletes and coaches aiming for the Budapest World Athletic Championships this month. This can raise very, very, very serious questions about the accuracy and consistency of EPO analysis. Peter Bowl has been trapped in a very difficult and damaging no man's land for the last seven months. He and every other high-performance athlete deserves clear and transparent answers to explain what went wrong and what is being done to ensure it doesn't happen again. Statements today from WADA and SIA suggest there will be a review of the EPO analysis process, which Athletics Australia welcomes. We call on both organisations to provide more detail around any terms of reference for this review. 
how long it will take, and a commitment to make the findings public. Uh, Mr. Bromley goes on to say, Athletics Australia has followed the very strict protocols dictated by Sports Integrity Australia and the National Anti-Doping Policy throughout this entire process, including communication protocols. We understand the need for these protocols under the WADA code and for Sport Integrity Australia to conduct an independent investigation and decision-making, but it puts sporting organisations in limbo when there's very little they can, that they can do or say until the process is complete. This process has been frustrating, distressing and disruptive for Peter, his team and Athletics Australia. We wrote to Sports Integrity Australia back in April to urge them to move quickly to finalise their investigation. We respect their need to conduct independent and comprehensive investigations, but the question athletes are asking is why SIA Sport Integrity Australia, couldn't have fast-tracked the additional analysis of the sample that has now cleared Peter. Athletics Australia strongly advocates for a robust anti-doping system that ensures fair competition and protects the rights of athletes. In the pursuit of clean and credible sport, athletes must have utmost confidence in the anti-doping system and not fear something that has, put, that has been put in place to protect them. The incident serves as a reminder that we must continually strive for improvement and we look forward to hearing more from WADA and SIA about the review. I I think that uh, I think everyone is in total agreement. to be fair. The the fact that this relates to Peter Bowl and the last seven months and the sample that was first made public last November is now just being cleared in early August in a major championship year. And I think we spoke a little earlier about it Johnny and I about the fact that what needs to be done is to make sure, as Johnny touched on, there is full confidence in athletes when they are drug tested. And this doesn't just specifically, although this is around athletics, isn't just specifically connected to track and field. All world athletes right around the world should be very confident when they have, and understandably so, have to be asked to provide a sample to make sure we have a clean sport, be it track and field or any other discipline where athletes right across the world continually strive to gain the best by being clean. They need to have the confidence that it's going to be a very true example of the fact that they are not being enhanced chemically. It has been a shocking situation. He has been exonerated, Peter Boll, and continually... The review will continue to move on and we'll speak more and more about it and hopefully we can get some clarity on what changes they are making to make sure this doesn't happen again. As I touched on earlier in the show, though, we won't really know, unfortunately, until after the World Championships, what type of hindrance it has been to Peter Bowles' performance on the track. We have a baseline. He's in the top four or five 800-meter runners in the world. And this, no doubt, has been something that has weighed on his mind for the better part of the 12-month lead-in. On that note, we are getting out of here. We'll be back next week. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse.